It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. I hear that voice in my sleep sometimes. I swear. (laughs) That man's voice like haunts my dreams. Anyhow. (laughs) Um, I want to make sure that we keep some time for just general question and answer at the end of the call. Um, But I want to start off today talking about data points. Because as people's data point lists have come in, um, I think that there are some themes that are coming to the top in terms of where I may not have explained myself super well. And data points are such an incredible, like concrete, specific roadmap to that identity shift that really, really matters. I think it's worth sort of getting into the nitty gritty detail of actually getting this right. And I've been working with data points for a couple of years. Um, Did I tell the data point story in the recording about my book? Yes, you did. Where, how all of a sudden my book became visible when I started being the author? Oh, you know what? Now I'm wondering, Lisa, if I know I read that. I think I read that on Goodbye Blog, but I'm pretty sure you also had it in your recording because I remember the story. I'm going to buzz through it again really quick just in case somebody who's going to listen to this Mm -hmm. in archive misses it. Um, I was in the process of publishing a book. And when I started this process, it was supposed to be published and at the market by April. And I mean, I was on a timetable that was challenging, but doable. And I stuck with it like clockwork, really. Like I got, I got my writing done two days later than I was scheduled. And the writing schedule was pretty tight. I mean, that was a pretty significant accomplishment. And it went to the editor and it was moving along right on time. And then it went wildly off track. And I can't, like, specifically say where it got sideways. I mean, our first round of edits, it actually published with, um, with an edited version that wasn't well enough edited. So we had to pull it off the market because it literally hit shelves, and all I got was feedback saying that it was full of typos. Um, and so then it was super off track. My life actually kind of took a weird detour. It, I got kind of sidetracked by some other things that were going on in my life. Uh Oh, I just need to respond to Jessica. She's having problems. Um, I got sidetracked with some things that were kind of going on in my life. I mean, basically, the book did not end up on schedule by any by any means 
at all. It was way off. And at some point down towards the end of the year, I had worked with data points before and had kind of fallen off my game in that respect. And at some point down towards the end of the year, I really looked at it and said, okay, like what's going on here? What is happening that is causing this not to become real from an LOA standpoint? And when I really looked at whether or not I was being a successful published author, the answer to that question was absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, author had kind of fallen off my radar. I certainly wasn't behaving like one. There was nothing in my in my beingness that was resonating successful published author at all. And so I sat down and decided, okay, excuse my language, but fuck the book, right? Like, <laughs> let's just skip the book and go straight to successful published author. And redid my data points to reflect that. And I would say... I mean, the first clue that it was shifting was that I got an email from somebody um, from the publisher saying that something had shifted. I don't remember what. But the second clue that things had shifted about the week into it was after I started working with those data points, and it may have been two weeks. I'm going to say it was two weeks. After I identified and started really working with the data points of successful published author, we found out that the book was actually already published. Like somewhere between the person that I was working with at the publishing house, he he was not aware that it was actually back out on the market. I was not aware that it was back out on the market in any way, shape, or form. The way we found out that it was published was because I got a, um, a notification telling me how many books it sold. Like, just, just, and I, and I have no real explanation for how that happened other than that the universe materialized what I finally started being. I mean, it had been out there all along, but I couldn't see it. And I think I had drugged the guy that I was working with at the publishing house into my reality of things are not working. He couldn't see it either. So when we finally got lined up, when I finally got myself lined up with successful, happy, thriving author, the evidence of that reality showed up not immediately, but very, very quickly. And it felt like immediately because I had been swimming in the deep end of that failure for months at that point, months at that point. So... Like from a scientific standpoint, the data points make sense to me. Like when I look at, when I take my eye off sort of the, the metaphysical, spiritual aspects of LOA and I tra- like move my gaze over to the science, data points or some system like that is probably the only way you're ever going to manifest anything because the universe simply doesn't care what you want. The universe cares what you're being. <laughs> I mean, and I don't even like the word universe, like the multiverse only notices what you're being. So as you start to shift your being in tangible ways and you're keeping track of that, it, that is what kind of changes the trajectory in the multiverse in terms of the reality that you're experiencing. And I don't think we can shortcut that. 
like one might say, just change the way you feel. But the bottom line is, is if you change the way you feel, that's going to change the way you're being anyway. And I really believe that the universe likes action, like likes you to be playing with the physical stuff within your environment and manipulating your environment. Like data points really work. So you guys are coming up with some incredible material on your data points. And like I said, as the lists are coming in, I'm actually inspired. Like I've actually gone back to my list. It's going to tell you the truth. Like I'm, I'm, I'm using some of your material. Some of it's so juicy and interesting to me that there are tidbits of it that I can kind of, I can feel the energy of and I can tailor to what I want to do. You're, you're doing really, really good work. The one place I think that I want to kind of reiterate, and I've had these conversations with some of you one-on-one, is this is not a bucket list. I think it was you, actually, Lisette, that used those words. Yes, it was me. This is not a a bucket list or a goal list. These items need to be actionable. It needs to be something that you can check off. So, like, rather than saying she's fit and healthy, I want to know what she's doing. That, that makes her fit and healthy? What's the evidence in her life that she's living as a fit and healthy woman? Those are the things that you want on this list because you want to be able to see yourself check off on that list and see yourself being her. And those bucket list items are really, really difficult to measure. So when you look at your list where you have something that might go, look like a goal or a bucket list item, you want to break that down to how would I know she's doing that? How would I know she's being that? And come up with as many items that you can check off as you can, whether it seems possible at this point or not. But that's what you're looking for with this list. And I mean, some of it is sort of nebulous in that on my list, I tend to have a lot of things that she would think, how she would be thinking about her clients, how she would be thinking about her money. I mean, that might not seem as tangible, but it really is. I mean, I can sit down at the end of the day and get honest with myself about what my thoughts were that day and give myself a check or not. So you want to move yourself away from goals, bucket list items, and move yourself towards more specific kinds of things that are actually actionable. So I think that we have got Jessica is here now. So I'm going to kind of toss this around the room. I don't know who guest five is in chat. So everybody who's just in chat, if you can like just identify yourself so I know who you are. But let's start with you, Lisette. Thoughts or questions on putting together the data points list? I think you you really sort of nailed the essence of it down towards yes, that last Yes, decision. I honestly was confused at first, Lisa, because I've never heard of data points. And I actually had to go back and listen to your recording two or three times and take notes. And then you were very helpful because I did go for bucket list. But I went back. I redid it. I actually put numerical numbers. Now I'm going to do an actual formula to see what percentage I'm hitting. <laughs> That's the next thing on my list. But it's been very helpful for me. It's, it's actually kept me on track. Yeah. Can you, can you hear me okay? Because you're kind of cutting out. It might be my, yes. my end. I okay. hear you perfectly. That is so good to hear. Um, 
actionable, I mean, this is really about keeping track of your percentages, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. that's how we know if we're creating or we're not creating. Like I said, if you're only if you're only creating 18% of the time, you're spinning your wheel. You may as well really not even bother. And some LOA experts would disagree with that. There are some LOA experts who would say that any any progress is the account. But again, when I look at the science, that's not really true. The multiverse is looking for the most probable option. And that 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 degree of probability, like that's math, right? That's a spreadsheet. The the multiverse is working off of a sort of spreadsheet. And doing it a little is just wasting calories. You you've got to be being her just a little bit more than you're not being her or you're not making any progress. Mm-hmm. So, Jessica, are you on the call? Yes. Can you hear me? I can. So, thoughts or questions on on just making the list? Like, are, are, you've got it now, right? Yes, I have it. I have it. My question is how it's not happening yet, so maybe I shouldn't worry about it. So, how not to convert that on a to-do list because right now I I just select my data points and it's fun it's the second day oh, oh fun another chance for for it's like a game I win brownie points or, or like it, it's fun right now so have you ever experienced it converting into a quote unquote to-do list I mean, I can see how in your situation where you're sort of juggling a lot of things right now, that would be a big concern. I mean, to some degree, it needs to go on your to-do list, but but with like within reason, right? So, like, I would be looking at implementing one or two or three things this week and, like, getting to where that feels natural and easy and implementing one or two or three things maybe the next week. Maybe it's just one a week that you're adding in to that to-do list, but giving yourself a little bit of time to sort of ease into these. I mean, when I say that if you're below 50%, it doesn't count. Where it may count is you're building in new habits. So even if you are below 50% on that list, but you're building strength and muscle into those habits and you're working your way towards that tipping point, that's that's probably a good thing. And if it feels too much like a to-do list, I might say that it's too work heavy, like business heavy, and not enough self-care heavy or family heavy. And that's something that I think is really important to think about because when I think about the incarnation of who I'm becoming, she has a total life, right? Like I've seen some people's data points list and it's all business, all work. If you look at my data points list right now, it is very Lisa heavy, self-care heavy. I mean, yes, there's work and business on it, but you see a lot more self-care stuff than maybe some of the other things. That, that So if there's too much to do that feels heavy and hard work, you might want to take a look at your list and make sure that it's not business heavy. Got it. That makes sense. And I mean, I just really took a strong look at yours this morning, so I might want to go. I'll go back and look at it and see if I think it's too business heavy. Do you think it is, Jessica? No. No, right now, no. Okay. Um, Sandra, you're in chat. So if you have any questions about data points 
or have you, you may have, you've gotten to data points. If you have any questions about that, um, pop them in and I will answer them. So the other thing that I want to address about data points is actually keeping the score. Um, and everybody's unique, and I'm just going to be as soft around the edges on this as I can and only talk about myself. I'm not going to make this a hard, fast rule. But my data point list is absolutely useless to me if I am not working it every day. And I, I keep a spreadsheet. My husband is a spreadsheet genius. He can make anything happen on a spreadsheet. But I keep a spreadsheet, and at the end of every day, I sit down and check my things off, and I check my percentage. Um, and that takes me no time, 90 seconds, two minutes maybe, if I've got to do the equation myself, because then I don't anymore because the spreadsheet does it. Like having that spreadsheet with those data points on it where I am current with myself every day is what makes this work. And I do think about it during the day. Like, I got off on the wrong foot today. Like, I was up way too late with a family thing last night. I slept in. My entire morning was pretty much trash. It's pretty easy for me to know I'm going to score lower than what I want to today. I'm probably going to be well below 50%, but I will score myself anyway. And, I mean, knowing what those data points are is useful. But if I'm not working them in a very active way on a daily basis, it just becomes, a, it's like a vision board, right? You did it and you put it in your closet and you never saw it again. Um, I will say that not just around the book, which we were talking about at the beginning of this call, but I mean, I can, if you looked at my life on like a flow chart, I can tell you where I quit using data points. Because where life gets really messy, where I quit, you know, I stop being as productive as I like to be, where I'm dealing with a lot of distraction, where I don't have momentum in my business, I can pretty much guarantee you that I am not actively working my data points list. Um, so keeping track of it on a daily basis keeps you very current. And it also keeps you current about those database, the data points. I mean, if, if I'm looking at it every day, it gives me an opportunity to add things that I realize are important as I become more familiar with the identity that I'm trying to create. But it also gives me an opportunity to take things off. Like I've recently changed some elements about my workout. And so what I had on my data points list in terms of like my self-care and my fitness is really outdated. When I'm looking at it every day, I'm staying very, very current with that. If I'm only looking at it once a week or once a month, then the data points list tends to get really outdated and go stale and the magic is gone pretty quick. So doing this daily, it, it allows you to know where you're at in a very concrete way in terms of becoming the person that you will have all of the things that you want to be creating in your life or not. So, I mean, Lisette, you're a, spread, a spreadsheet girl. You're doing that on a spreadsheet, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I've got my percentage. I'm at today, well, let's see, actually yesterday, 55. Right. And you know that. So that's, it's, yes. it's empowering to know. It feels good mm -hmm. to know, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. I love it. Oh, I'm, I love doing spreadsheets. So I had fun with this. And it's easy to set up, really easy. Right. 
And I mean, the other thing, like, I know I'm probably going to have a lower day than usual today, but that's not devastating to me because I know I've been doing pretty good. So the trend, like the energy and the momentum is still on my side. I, I don't beat myself up for having an occasional off day because I can look at my spreadsheet and be like, yeah, girlfriend, you've been doing good. You're well above 50% most of the time. So if you hit 30% today, that is not a crisis. You're, you're okay. Just get up tomorrow and start over again. Have you had a bad day, Lisette, since you started this? I actually haven't. <laughs> since I started this, it's kind of kept me in line, Lisa. So it's been very helpful for me. Good. Excellent. Because now I have a plan. To me, it's like, oh, okay, wonderful. Like I told you, oh, I've got a treasure map. Now I can follow it, and I know what's waiting for me at the end. So in my mind, it's, it's, um, it kind of goes back to your, the latest recording that you released the sixth one, and it's like, yes, I understand now. Now I need to have a plan, and I've got a schedule. So this has really helped me. Good. Excellent. Jessica, are you, gonna, are you with planning on working a spreadsheet? You're a spreadsheet girl too, aren't you? Yes, I already have, have a spreadsheet, so what I plan to do is check that on the spreadsheet that I already sent you and I am thinking of getting even more fancier like okay morning routine in one color code and then food and movement in another color just because it's fun colors are fun for me so yeah and it color matches my outlook schedule so just for the fun of it I think that makes sense, too. That would also help you because I know you had some awareness of being really work-heavy when you were looking at your colors before. Yes. That would give us a clue when you're looking at this spreadsheet if you're work-heavy. Ah, that's interesting. Yes. Good. Okay. All right. So any other questions about data points before we open it up for any other questions in general? I have a question, Lisa. Once one thing is natural and obvious, for example, taking a shower, do you take that out from your data point list or it stays there so to be aware of how natural it is for you now? I think about her, right? Like making my bed. Making my bed and having, like, making my bed represents so many things to me. It represents, like, a day that starts right. It represents a room that is orderly and beautiful. And making my bed, having a well-made bed in the morning is always going to be an anchor for her in the future. And as long as I feel like to her in the future, that's still going to matter to her, I leave it on my list. I, I just do. Um, I used to have on my list that, you know, she checked in with, she checked in with her parents, you know, that I called my parents every week, that I had some connection with my mom. Like at this point, that has become so natural to me that I don't necessarily feel from her that that's an anchor anymore. And I have dropped that one. And I do it routinely. I'm really good about it. I just, it's gotten to be really rote. So the answer to that question is kind of a non-answer. I just, I try really hard to stay in touch with her and would she still want it on the list? Would it still feel like satisfaction to her 
or would it just feel like old news to her? If it's, if it's old news to her in the future, I'm willing to drop it off and replace it with something else. Okay, got it. And okay. it's amazing to me how if I'm not working this system, things that I think are anchored in quit being, by the way, like taking my vitamins. For fuck's sake, like that should be so easy. And when I'm doing this work, it stays easy. And yet, for some reason, when I drop it, taking my vitamins always falls off the list. So I'm not always as anchored in something as I think I am when I quit paying attention to myself. Okay, okay. It's the same for me with vitamins. Ha <laughs> ha. The exact same thing. Okay. So, I mean, for her in the future, when I think about what vitamins represent to her, right, vitamins represent she's taking care of herself. We make sure that she's healthy so she can sustain her energy and stay focused. Like, as much as I occasionally think that's rote, maybe that's something that always stays on my list no matter what, because I have a history with myself, a track record of that being one thing where I don't stay consistent, even though I think I've nailed it. Got it. Got it. I love the idea of using that as an anchor. Yeah, thank you. Excellent. Okay. I'm still having some audio problems, but I'm assuming that it's just my end. So, okay. Any other questions on anything else in the material so far? the the thoughts the one thousand thoughts or whatever i <laughs> I'm resisting doing the the ones around time, but I'm pretty happy doing the ones around money uh, so I guess it's just resistant, I just need to push through that and so because the thought that it it literally <laughs> like sticks in my throat like bleh, like right. yeah. I mean I think. From an LOA standpoint, typical LOA would say you avoid the thing you feel resistance to. I tend to disagree with that. Where I have the most resistance is usually where I'm hiding the biggest treasure. Like, it is my sign to myself that I can't ignore that thing I'm resisting. So, in your case around time, I mean, we've already established that time is a challenge for you at this point. I mean, that your resistance to your your I am statements around time would probably indicate to me that they are most important. That is the most important thing that you can tackle. And I suspect you kind of already knew that, huh? Yes. Yes. Okay, Lisette, can you hear me? I can't hear yes, Jessica. Yes, I hear you. Can you hear me now? I'm going to hang up and dial myself back in, so don't go anywhere, you guys.
Okay, let me just, let me do a sound check. So, Jessica, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yay, and I can hear you. Thank goodness. Was that? Can I hear you? Yes, I can hear you, Lisa. Oh my goodness, that's so much better. Sandra, did you make it onto the call? Yeah, I did. I think it would be a lot easier to just uh, go through my browser and get the call. Yay. All right, girlfriend, Sandra, do you have any questions about data points? No, I'm I'm really just catching up um, slowly but surely. I am not 100% sure what we mean by data points, but I am getting that it's basically organizing your day on a spreadsheet so that you can kind of be accountable to yourself, or did I miss that? You might not have gotten that far in the recordings yet. So why don't you and I maybe collude on Facebook here in a little bit and make sure that you got actually have heard the data point recording. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll do that. That's why I just I didn't ask. Yeah, I'll go back and actually look because I think I can see if you've received it yet. And if not, I'll bump it to you in advance. Okay. Thank you. All right. So, any other questions on anything else? Any of the other material or anything that's going on in your practices? Um, Lisa, I have a question only because. Jessica mentioned that she was doing um, programming statements on time. Is it okay if I add an additional programming statement? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I'm actually working too right now, which I haven't said in the group. I just don't want to create confusion. But, I mean, my two programming statements are similar. They're related, but kind of actually having two instead of one keeps me keeps my brain in the game. It's keeping me from feeling so rote. So I think it is okay to have one, two, or maybe three, but probably not more than that. Okay. Um, I have started in my personal programming statements, I'm still using I am, right? Mm -hmm. But then I'm using I am blessed with da-da-da-da-da, or I am blessed by da 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 because I'm really wanting to anchor I am blessed, I am blessed, I am blessed, I am blessed. So like I am blessed with massive affluence in every area would be an example of how to incorporate I am blessed. Um, I think there's lots of ways to play with I am statements that keep them fresh and keeps you kind of current and engaged. But I mean, Jessica is in an interesting position because I mean, time really is the thing that she is, she is, she's juggling with the most intensity right now. And so by adding a programming statement around time, that just makes all of the work that we're doing around money easier in the long haul because time's where she feels pinched off, I think maybe more than even money. Would you say that's true, Jessica? Yes, that is true. So I would be inclined to say if you've got like a specific issue, you might add an I am statement to supplement that your work, the work that you're doing around your money, but your money vibration or your money set point. But I wouldn't drop money altogether. We want to mm-hmm. stay consistent with increasing that set point, but you could add something that supplements or, or kind of solidifies the work that you're doing around money. 
And I mean, Jessica, I was cutting out something fierce, but I'm pretty sure that we were communicating that I think where you feel the most resistance, which is around those statements about time, that's your clue that that's your ticket to state like freedom. I, I mean, again, traditional law of attraction says that you steer clear of resistance at all costs, but I often believe that freedom is on the other side of resistance and that what we're resisting is actually our block. So by investing in getting through or past that resistance, we often set ourselves completely free, where we would avoid setting ourselves free by kind of pretending like that resistance isn't there. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. How's everybody doing with their I am statements? Are you are you guys getting them in pretty regularly? I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am getting my I am statements in pretty regularly, yes. Yeah. I won't about you, I fell off. You fell off the wagon. Yeah. I did. I fell off the wagon. I kind of got caught up in something and then something else and then something else. And then um, I, 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 I think I, I, I subconsciously needed to withdraw a little bit. So I didn't even do anything with anything for a few days. And um, I just kind of hibernated for a little bit because I was shifting my angle and, and, you know, what I was trying to what my niche would be, what my message would be, because what I originally thought didn't quite feel like it was that. And, um, but then doing that actually allowed me to notice other things. And I think the bottom line of all the things that blocked me is deserving, because something happened that was really interesting. On Sunday I went out, I was really sick, but my brother had this event, and so I went. And we were on a dance floor, and yeah, I was trying to participate and be happy as much as I could. And I remember thinking, because he was throwing T-shirts, and I remember thinking, oh, wouldn't it be fun if he would just throw it, like, right here, I wouldn't even have to jump to catch the T-shirt. You know, I would just, you know, it would just fall on my head. And that's how I'd get the T-shirt. And, you know, um, it was very lighthearted, very detached. And the T-shirt, two seconds later, did, you know, randomly fly in. But it didn't land on my head. It landed on my cousin's head that was sitting, that was standing right next to me. And I thought, oh, that is so interesting because this is the story of my life. <laughs> you know, it's my my intention and everything is clear, but I seem to have this subconscious belief of I got to watch somebody else get what it is that I'm manifesting and you know maybe it's deserving maybe I'm not sure so that would also explain why my I am statements and our money kind of felt some kind of way so I got a headache you know so I might need to go even deeper and work on deserving before I can work on money if that makes sense it does make sense and I mean I would follow that that sort of intuitive nudge but and it'd be, that might be actually one place where you dovetail, like Jessica is, right? Do your I am statements around money and supplement with an I am statement around deserving at the same time. Oh, okay. All right, I'll, I'll do that. And I, 
I kind of had problems for, I had a week or so where I was hit and miss with my I am statement and I'm scheduling it now, which feels a little bit like trying to schedule romance, right? But I, I, I have given myself a half an hour slot on my calendar every day where I'm doing this work. Um, and that half an hour slot, I may not get it all done in that period of time, but I am certainly getting a good chunk of it done in that period of time, which makes it a lot easier to, to make sure that I'm actually doing it. Yeah. Good. Okay. And any other questions before we call it a day? No. Jessica, how about you? No, I was just uh, surfing in in the in Google right now, and I found a couple of sites with I am statements regarding time. So I have my new one. Sounds and feels good for me. So I will share with you <laughs> what is going on the next ten days. Lovely. Okay. Lisette, how about you? No, I'm good, Lisa. Okay, so I put out a call yesterday for with those questions that I'd like everybody to answer. So answer the questions, get them back to me. I want to make sure that we're we're making progress. I, I want to, I, and I mean, it may not be dollars and cents progress, but if we're not making progress individually in some way, I want to be able to identify that and modify that on a one-on-one sort of place. So answer the questions, get those back to me, and I love you guys, and I'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Great. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.